Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, good morning, everybody. What a wonderful, wonderful, you like that, Danny? Wonderful day in Wisconsin, here in southeastern Wisconsin. But we come to you worldwide on uh, the World Wide Web, whatever it's called. Anyway, this is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer. Nick Bodie on the boards, as usual. And uh, if you want to get involved in the show, 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. Or you can always email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, and you never know what's going to happen, but we will be talking some hunting and fishing. Right, Danny? Yeah, and here's my, you know, my morning gripe. I know everybody turned in tuned in for my morning right <laughs> just for that first eh? of all driving in today when just when you see the flashing sign that says slippery slow down yeah some knob passes me at 80 miles an hour so i'm thinking <laughs> yep he's not reading that sign no he's not paying attention <laughs> not till he's uh, up against the wall or in the ditch which seem which seems to happen with regularity yeah throughout the week you know you'll be driving in everything's cool and all of a sudden traffic's yeah. backed up because somebody screwed up. So You know what's funny, Danny? In Wauwatosa, there was no snow on the ground. Nick said coming in from Madison, there was no snow. We get over here to Hales Corners, there's snow on the ground. I mean, not much, just a dusting. Yeah, we had, we had the dusting out did there. Did you have it out by Pewaukee? Yeah. In Pewaukee, yeah. Yeah, a little dusting. Then my other gripe is I got up early this morning to go online, do my research for the show, right. you yeah. know. Do a little show prep. Yeah, and I, <laughs> you know, I left it on... I'd left it on, a, I forgot, I was browsing on the internet looking at trucks, and I left it on that site, and then when I went to the screen, it was like, froze up. Oh, Couldn't no. click on, nothing happened. So then I shut the computer down and turned it back on, and then it froze up because it was doing one of those security scans that your safety stuff does. So then that shut it down, so I tried turning that off. Then I still went to a way. It's still, finally, I just unplugged the goddamn thing and walked you out. Didn't, the, you didn't throw it across the room, did I you? I wanted to. I'm like, gosh, just when you're, just when you really want to try and yeah. real quick get some information, yeah. all of a sudden it shut down. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to mention any names of things, but, you know, with my internet, I, uh, 
I had one company for many, many, many years, ever since they started with the internet stuff, right? I had the same company, but I wanted to save some money back in January. So right. I switched to save money. Should have never done that. Should ne- and, and somebody knew who it was, and I talked about this the right. last time. You know, right. They knew. And uh, and it was terrible. I mean, it would kick out. I'd have, to, I'd have to reboot that router I don't know how many times. Right. So finally, after about a month and six weeks, I called the original company I was with and went back with them. And you know what? When I went to that, when I had switched from them, the original company, right, right? and to save money, which I did, but when I when I canceled it and then went back six weeks later, guess what? I got a better rate. So I, <laughs> you know what they should have done, Tom. Being as you left them, they should have charged you double. Yeah, they should have charged me more. A buddy, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine plows snow, right? And he had a contract with, you know, he was doing it for a lady. Yeah. And he called her and says, uh, you know, I'll be doing it this fall, this and that. She goes, no, no. Oh, she goes, well, I got someone who'll do it for this. Will you do it for this? It was like half of what he oh, he goes. Yeah. He goes, no, I I can't. It's not worth. I not can't worth afford to do time. it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, he says that's fine if you go with that. So, of course, weeks like pass, and all of a sudden he gets a phone call. Uh, yeah, can you uh, you know I, I you know can you come back and you do my plowing for me now and this and that? And he goes, yeah. And he says, but it's going to cost you this. And she goes, what? I was paying this this much before. Now you're going to charge me more. He goes, yeah. You yeah. left me to go somewhere. He says, you want me to take it over? Yeah, it's going to cost yeah. you this. He was doing a good job. The other guy wasn't. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So be careful what you wish for sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you know. Uh, or pe- what you pay for. They say you, you get for. what you pay for. Yeah. And in most cases, that's true. And if it sounds too good to be true. It's not. It is too it, good to be true. It is not true. Exactly. Well, you know, a lot of people were out on going out on the on the area lakes with that warm weather that we had, and I'll tell you what; these lakes are <laughs> watery, slushy. You know, it's uh, you'd want to have your mess. You'd want to have your cleats on your boot well, now. Yeah, because because a lot of that snow is leaving. Uh, but it is it's just a mess. It's a, oh oh, Danny, I gotta tell you. This. But why would you even oh, be what? out anyway? You can't fish game fish. So who in their wide world mind of- would go out there in the slush and the crap? Even I saw a vehicle on the ice. Why would you be out there for a six-inch bluegill? Well, that's because the people I know aren't catching six-inchers. They're catching nice ones, eight, eight-and-a-halves, you know, some seven-and-a-halves up to nine, but averaging around that eight, eight-and-a-half, getting nice crappies, 10, 11 inches on average, you know, some maybe a little bit bigger, throwing back the smaller ones. Uh, but those people like to eat fish, and 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 you know, Danny, panfish. I I don't think I've ever had a bad bluegill or you know bad bluegill. Yeah. You know, I mean, so people are going out to to get fish to eat, but I'll tell you, I I learned a lesson last week Friday. I put away all the ice fishing stuff at Sherpers. Okay. Right. Because I figure, okay, game fish is closed. Uh, the season's going to be ending soon, you know, for even for the panfish. Even though there's a lot of ice on the lake still, you know, it's just going to be really sloppy. I put it away. Well, sure enough, on Saturday, a guy comes in looking for some jigs and a few other things. So I get this big box out of the back room and start hauling stuff out so that he can pick out four, five, six items. Okay. Well, I heard from the manager at Sherpers that during the week when I wasn't there, Sunday through Thursday, 
last week. Every day he said at least one person came in looking for ice fishing stuff, and he had to pull this big box out and tear everything out and find the stuff from. But we'll go that extra mile. I mean, I'll do that extra, and and so will he. You know, we'll go that extra mile. We'll pull the stuff out. We'll take the time. So, so he was telling me. He said, "Next year, you leave it out longer." You were the genius who runs the fishing department who decided to pull all the stuff. Yeah, I was quite the genius, I guess. I guess so, you, weren't oh, quite a, you weren't quite the super genius. No, no. And uh, so, but you know, well, this year has been a, a, a little strange, you know, because we had a lot of, you know, nice weather in the beginning, a lot of cold weather in the middle. And now we're back into the average spring stuff, you know. Normal. So, yeah, normal stuff. So. Hopefully, uh, pretty soon. Um, and I haven't heard any reports. Maybe one of our listeners will call us and tell us about any of the rivers being open. I don't think they are yet, but if there is a river open, let us know. You know. Uh, then again, you, you might. Then again, you, they might not want to. You tell haven't us. taken a drive, so you can give us some of your bridge. No, I, I don't your, go that way anymore. Bridge, <laughs> the bridge reports. reports. <laughs> you remember that? Eh? <laughs> Tom Once, Neubauer's fishing report on rivers would be he'd drive around and drive over no, bridges. No, if on, he saw some boats out there. On a Thursday. The fishing is yeah. hot on this. Yeah. Well, on a Thursday, I used to go out to uh, uh, Jefferson, okay. and I'd have to drive over the Rock River. Right. And I could tell, you know, when it was open and when yep. it was closed still, when there was still ice on it, and I would give that report. And then, of course, if I saw anglers out there. Did you ever <laughs> fish the dam in Jefferson? Oh yeah, years ago. Did you? Yeah, yeah. That's that's tough. Because you lose a lot of lures. A buddy of mine used to do it years ago with these long cane poles. He mm-hmm. told me about, and they'd have these long cane poles, and, and mm-hmm. they'd get some nice walleyes. Oh yeah, you can catch fish there. They'll they'll come once all the way while, up there. Once in a while, a guy might get a monster. Yeah, most and, of the time, no, but every once in a while. Yeah, generally they're the smaller ones, you know, that you find in the rock, and uh, you know, but you will get some legal ones, but. The problem with that area there is you will lose. If you're casting, like, jigs in that, right. you will lose some. You will lose some. It's almost better to put a float above your jig and let it and let it work down, you know, the river with the current. Let it work with the current uh, just to keep it above those rocks, you know, so you Plus, don't get hung up. is it combat fishing where there's a bunch of guys? Sometimes, yeah, it can be. If you can get out there during the week, of course, it's better. I wouldn't go on a weekend, but... But, yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes it just depends, you know, when you're there. So what time of year? Will that be kicking into gear uh, pretty soon? Pretty soon now, yeah. The, the the rocks should be open. All You know, the rivers around us should be opening up maybe another week or so. And then, it depends on the weather. It, yeah. Now, my brother lives in Oshkosh, and he does the Winnicani Bridge, mm-hmm. and he, he does well. Yeah. And he picks his times when he goes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I had a, one of my musky clients years ago gave me a special kind of a rod holder that kind of clamps onto the side of the, I don't know, bridge the or bridge, rail yeah, or whatever. Yeah, railing, yeah. And I gave it to my brother years ago mm-hmm. and it works great. And then he went and made some other, he took that cop prototype and yeah. made some others yeah. and he says it works fantastic. You can put your, I guess, rod right yeah. in there. And, but he, uh, he, he pick, he'll sometimes go after work. You know, up, you know, when he leaves up there in Oshkosh, and mm-hmm. and he'll just go there for a couple hours in the evening, and there's times he'll catch his limit. So mm-hmm. he picks his windows. I guess if you if you're there on a sunny Saturday, you're going to have everybody and their yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, it's combat fishing. Then combat yeah. fishing. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I was just gonna, uh, oh. I just had a. I was just going to add on to that, and I just lost my train of thought. And he he did put in a com- compliment <laughs> to the. Uh, he he'll often be there by himself with no net, and he said uh, the the friendliest fishermen out there are the Hmong uh, fishermen. Oh, is that right? They're very yeah, helpful yeah. and nice guys, and they always offer to net his fish uh-huh, for him, uh-huh. and yeah. So, um, oh, that's good. yeah, he says everybody's real courteous when he's there fishing. Yeah. So, well, over the years, fishing rivers in the spring and, and I, number one, I won't do it anymore. Uh, just because there's so many people, you go down in the rock river close by the mouth by, uh, uh, Koshkanong there. Right. And about down by Fort Atkinson area. And, uh, it, it's like the seventh fleet just pulled in, you know, there are so many boats. It's like, I don't want to put up with that anymore. And then if you go up to the Fox River up by Green Bay and you're up by the dam area, oh, there's so many boats. Uh, I mean, it's just crazy. And you go and you go by the Fox River, uh, the Southern Fox, right. you know, uh, by Eureka. I remember one time at Eureka, Danny, my brother-in-law and I were anchored in this spot just below the headwater dam that they had there. Well, at one point they had a dam and then they knocked it down and made a rapids, okay? Right. Well, anyway, and... There, more and more boats are showing up. We got there nice and early, right? And there was maybe only six or seven boats there. And, and in an in a area like that, six or seven is no big deal. Well, as it was getting closer and closer to daylight, more and more boats are showing up, more and more boats. And, and finally, there's a lot of boats, right? And one guy pulls up by us, and he says, hey, you anchored good? And I said, yeah, why? He said, well, we'll just tie up to you, Okay. No, not okay. <laughs> he wanted to tie up to our boat. <laughs> like, no, that's not okay. So my brother-in-law and I, we, we left that area. And, oh, and by the way, in that area, I hooked a fish that I knew was not a walleye. It had to be a sturgeon. I mean, this thing just started peeling offline. There was no stopping whatever this freight train was. Right. So what I instead of spooling my reel, you know, I'll take it all the line, I just cut the line. I just cut the line. I said, no, I, I'm not. I'm not dealing with this, you know, and it would have taken every inch of line I had on my reel. It would have. I mean, there was just no stopping it. So I said, screw that. Ever- any- Go ahead. So anyway, so my brother-in-law and I, then we went down river where there were less people, which you can find areas that are good. Right. We, we didn't find any good areas, but my brother-in-law did catch a 10 speed bike. So <laughs> I did <laughs> kind of rusty though. <laughs> I did the Wolf River fishing once as a kid. My dad yeah, was a wolf, guidance yeah. counselor That's and one of his guidance counselor buddies. And we were going to go for the white bass run. And there were boats everywhere. Yeah. And the guy that my dad's counselor buddy friend, he was high temp- hot tempered and kind of wound tight anyway. He did nothing but griping about every boat that drove by, this and that. We didn't catch a thing. We froze. It was miserable. I never went back and did that river fishing ever again. Well, with that, folks, we got to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We got a lot more coming up, and we got a special guest coming up at 7.05 today. You don't want to miss it. Danny will tell you about that when we come back here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Play this on your guitar back in the day. I would think no. that'd be a great one to just start out with, right? No, just to start out wouldn't well, be that hard to it, play. It, no, it's pretty easy. There's right. only a few chords. It's pretty easy. Yeah, but when you're playing it 
by yourself unless you have an electric guitar. I got a hollow body now. I used to have a Stratocaster, but not anymore. But uh, uh, with a hollow with a hollow body, it it do, it's not the same. You need an electric guitar. Who do you got on the line there, Nick? Got Jack in Pewaukee on the line. All right. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Tom. What's I got up? A couple of questions. I got a couple of questions for you on uh, fishing well, lines. Yeah. Well, Danny and I are here to help in any way we can. <laughs> what I'm, I'm, I'm okay. sure you are. Yeah. And I have to ask Dan a question too on that one fishing lure he was talking about. Okay, gotcha. Ago. Okay, on a bait casting, yeah, I'm looking for distance, and uh, you know how they always, uh, you know, you get those birds nests and there's yeah. something that's a real. What would you use for something that's real? You know, kind of durable, uh, and that I can get distance. I'm looking for distance. Well, here's the first thing. First of all, um, first of all, I don't call those birds' nests. To me, those are, and me and Danny, those are called professional overruns. <laughs> That's one thing. Uh, number uh, second of all, okay, I've I've used a lot of mono, okay, and if you get a, a backlash in mono. Uh, you can pick that out pretty easily. When you're using a super braid line, you get a backlash in one of those. It's a nightmare. Uh, you'll you'll basically get the same distance out of either one. But this year, I'm going to spool up one spinning reel and one bait casting reel with uh, straight fluorocarbon, uh, one of the more uh, limp fluorocarbons because some, some of them get kind of stiff. So I'm going to try that this year, straight fluorocarbon, and, uh, and we'll see how that works. Um, Brands or yes, cigar. yeah, there's different brands. Cigar Invisibraid, I believe they call it. Cigar yeah. Invis something. Uh, it comes in a yellow and a blue box. Uh, really good stuff. I used the eight pound on a spinning reel last year, and it didn't cause you know that was the problem with previous fluorocarbon in that it would you know get twist, especially with a spinning reel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked flawlessly. An eight pound was plenty strong for those four or five pound smallmouths yeah. up in the Bay of Green Bay. But you're talking about bait casters, right? Yeah, but I was also going to go with uh, with the spin casting too, so that you helped me there. Now, now so the- fluorocarbon typically, Tom has not been had a problem on bait casters. It right, used to be right. that fluorocarbon wasn't recommended for spinning reels, right? Because of that fact that it could it's get a little the twist. stiffer, yeah. but but that Invisibraid well, uh, did not cause the problems on the uh, spinning reel. Although I had a Fluger Arbor spinning reel, which has a lot bigger spool, I did that intentionally, figuring that you'd have less likelihood. But as far as the length of the cast, Tom, most people would probably say today's braids, yeah. the thin braids, do cast probably. Uh, you know, they're thin. They they really can. You can launch a cast a mile. But what Tom says, as far as if it's real thin and you get a backlash, you tend to you got to pick it out. It's a nightmare. So it's it's yeah, it can be a nightmare. So I would say most guys go with the probably either twenty pound braid or thirty pound braid, where you might use if you'd use eight pound mono, twenty pound braid, thirty pound braid probably has the same diameter. But then then depending on what you're using, you know, for a lure, then you'd have to put some type of uh, Floral carbon leader material on it, front of it. 
Not Which, well, not if, always. It depends on the lure. No, if, if you're musky fishing, nobody oh, bothers no, with that, it. Yeah. And I think uh, yeah. a lot of guys do, though, for uh, we'll put a fluorocarbon leader uh, for the bass. Yeah. Uh, especially up in if you're fishing clear water. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you know what it comes down to really is like if 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 you can cast a bait caster well, I think you're going to – I I really never notice a diff, big difference in distance – one, whether it be mono uh, or uh, braid, uh, super braid, I it seems like if there's a if there's a two or three or ten foot difference, I never noticed it, you know, because I use a lot of bait casters, you know, I mean I do that a lot, so I never really noticed it. Pick, really, pick up the eight pound Invisibraid yeah. and you'll be happy. Yeah, there's another one uh, called Sunline that's really good too. It's uh, made in Japan called Sunline. As a matter of fact, that's the one I'm going to try this year. And again, I think it's, if it's not Invisibrate, it's Invis something. Yeah, Maybe it's yeah. Invis X, but it's Seagar, yeah. and it's in a yellow and blue box. Right. I just, you know, picked some up the other day. So Okay, so that's, okay, so for the spin casties, okay, I'll go with the Seagar 8, let's say 8 or 10 pounds. Now for the bait casting, look at that Super Braid, 20 pound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super braid twenty pound. If you're if you're throwing a spinner bait, you probably uh, don't need any kind of. Well, you. It depends on the water I, clarity. I, I a, yeah, I can put. What brand of super braid would you go with? I oh. like the I like the spider spider wire stealth. Yeah. yeah. Sp- and, spider. Okay. Spider wire stealth. Uh, it, yeah, and I know a lot of people. Okay. A lot of people go with uh, oh, what's the name of that one, There's Danny? You Power know, Pro. Power Pro. Then... A lot of people go with Power Pro. I've been seeing a lot of that, that at Sherpers being sold. You know the Power Pro. So, you know there. You know actually, there's there's a number of good ones out there. <clears throat> it just depends. Well, I'll try these too. Yeah, some. You know the thing is, is that some of them are more round. Some of them are a little flatter. Some are more oval. You know, it, it, you try to get one that's the most round, I That's guess. That's why the spider wire stealth is really good because yeah, it's, it's a round tight braid. It's more round, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, I'll try that. Well, yeah. One other quick question. This yeah. is for uh, Dan. Yeah. He, he was talking about that bass lure. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, it's the mega. What's the name of that? The, I always forget myself. It's the Mega Bass Vision 110. You got $30. You got $30 to spend. And Ebony. I'll have my wife get it for me. Yeah. There you go. It's like $24.99. <laughs> uh, or $25. Ebony. Yeah. It's, I, I was calling it Ebony Bone, but it's actually Ebony something else. And uh, it's got kind of slight purplish on the back. That was the hot one. And I've, I did go online after I bought it last year and found out I lucked out because that's been the top selling one. But they got all kinds of different cool colors and stuff. Uh, it was actually it's it was actually designed by one of the Bass Pros on the you know circuit, and uh, it's more expensive than your typical you know Rapala X Rap Shadow Wrap. Although I will say, pick up an X Wrap or Shadow Wrap. I mean, you get those for whatever seven, eight, maybe nine bucks less. They're fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. But something about that Mega Bass last year, I'm telling you, and I was using that. With the eight-pound fluorocarbon I was talking about, I'd spooled up with it, and it just worked fantastic. Yeah, and when when you look at fluorocarbon, don't forget that they come in different uh, abrasion resistance. 
and the ones that are more abrasion resistant, well, any fluorocarbon is going to be more abrasion resistant than mono, but some the ones that are the most abrasion resistant are a little bit stiffer, whereas the ones that are least abrasion resistant, but more than mono, you know, are a little bit limper and easier to cast. Stick with the cigar, you'll be fine. It's got abrasion <laughs> resistance and it's limp enough. Yeah. Also, when you get that mega bass, it's you, you got to work it. I'd go online on YouTube and watch someone working it because you got to work it with a jerky, jerky rhythm, and then you pause it sometimes for five, ten seconds, and that's when the bass smack it. It's fun to work. Okay, I, 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 I hope we, I hope we didn't confuse I, you. No, you got me. The, the spider wire. Spider wire, spider wire self, stealth for uh, the bait casting yeah. and yep. the uh, seagull cigar, cigar fluorocarbon, yeah, S E A U G U something like that. Cigar, yeah. yeah, yellow box with blue on it. Yeah. Yellow with blue. Okay, yeah. thanks very much, guys. Have a great one. All right, one. you, right, you, you have a great one, too. Okay, folks, we got to go to another break. Coming up next is the gut report. I haven't decided yet which one I'm going to do. I'm going to – Danny, let me ask you this. Huh. Would you – I know I know you don't do a lot of cooking, okay? What are you home. talking about? You don't do a lot you of cooking You don't think I can home. cook? No, you go on the Come grill, on. I know. Not much you to go look out at, on the but grill. I can cook. You can? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Look at him laughing over there. Yes, I can cook. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, what do you? What would you rather hear? What What would you rather want to know? If let's say uh, you regular person, what would you rather know how to make crab wontons that you get at, like at the Chinese restaurant? Crab wontons, or would you rather want to know how to make Asian cabbage? Uh, what sounds better? Wontons. Cabbage gives you gas, man. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. That's just obvious, dude. All right, so wontons it is. When we come back with more here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Hey, it is uh, the Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Okay, Danny picked... Crab wontons instead of Asian cabbage. I was thinking for St. Patty's Day, we do the cabbage. But then again, St. Patty's Day, I don't know if you want to make Asian cabbage. But here you go, crab wontons. This is so easy to make. You're going to deep fry these. And if you don't have a deep fryer, that's okay. Put some oil in a pot, you know, whatever. You take some cream cheese. You got to soften it up. Put a little milk in it. Put it in the microwave, you know, soften it up so that you can, you know, stir it easily. Add some crab, a bunch of crab, either imitation or real. You don't have to spend a lot if you don't want to. Imitation or real. You chop up some green spring onions, and then you get these wonton wraps, and you put a spoonful in the middle and pull the four ends up with a little bit of water, you know, to make it stick, and you pinch those four ends together, drop them in the oil that's about 350 degrees, it only takes like a minute or two to, to for them to cook. Once they turn like a golden brown, pull them out. And I'll tell you what, they are so good. They're crispy, and it's just really good. So you might want to try that. Cream cheese, crab, gr- green spring onions. That's all it is. And then wonton wraps. It's very easy to make those because I know when a lot of us go to Chinese restaurant, we always got to get some of those crab wontons. The Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com.
Come here, I'm gonna eat you! I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly! Did you want to play? No, no music? Okay. Uh, now, sing. Danny was gonna gonna tell you at seven oh five. We got a caller calling, and hopefully he does. Danny, who who, who are you uh, calling in? Judge Hagedorn is gonna give us a call, so uh, we're gonna talk a little bit. Find uh, out a little bit about him, huh? Yeah, uh, he he does hunt. I saw a picture of him and his son in a pheasant, and uh, we'll maybe talk a little bit Second Amendment things and about an upcoming election that we should probably get out there and vote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we're, we're not going to get political about it. We're just going to have his thoughts on what concern our listeners, you know, basically. Yeah, we're going to talk politics yeah, and no, not no, get political about no, it. What the heck no, are you talking about, Tom? No, no we're, we're going to talk about what concerns our, liter, uh, our listeners, you know, like, uh, you know, first of all, like about him, you know, where he went to school, where he grew up, and talk about, about his fishing and hunting. He's got five kids, you said, you know, and if he goes out with them. And then, of course— uh, how he feels about like the Second Amendment rights, so uh, concealed carry and all that in Wisconsin, and what's going on. You have your concealed stuff. carry, Tom? Oh yeah, I got my permit. I better have it because they catch me with it. Have you renewed? Oh yeah, I had to renew once. Yeah, so I've had it for quite a while. Ever yeah. since they first came out, we went to uh, we went, I, and I would recommend folks. Now that got passed huh? under Walker. Yeah. And I'm wondering whether with Evers or anti, I mean, there's a lot of anti-gun sentiment yeah. out there right now, uh, if whether they could go ahead and try and reverse that. I, I don't know. And would that I, be I, something that would make it to the Wisconsin Supreme Court? Yeah, something like that would make it. Yeah, definitely. And that's why we need yeah. a guy like Brian Hagedorn on the Supreme Court so right. that it doesn't get reversed. Who do you got on the line there? I'm sorry about that. That's we, all right. We got Joe from Monaco. He's been trying to get on for a while. Oh, Finally got Joe on. from Monaco. I like that. Monaco. That's Joe Monty. from Monaco. Hey. Monaco Joe. Yeah. Good morning, Joe. Morning, guys. How's it going? Good. What's going up? Good. Where is Monaco? Um, well, I, I think uh, last, last year we talked to between Crandon and Rhinelander. Okay, got it. Monaco. Okay. A small one gas station town. Oh, okay. I guess I never remember talking to you about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. What's on yeah. what's on your mind, uh, Joe? Well, like uh, going back to the, the fluorocarbon and yeah. cigar, um I had just purchased um some cigar red label. Yeah. The fluorocarbon. It would that work? Uh eight pound test, would that work all right on you know, spinning reel? You know what? I, I, I saw I just saw that for the first time when I was looking through a fishing catalog this week. And I saw right next to the other cigar that I got last year, that red label stuff, which actually looks like it caught, it's even more, a little more expensive. Um, uh, it was like 10 bucks at Walmart or something. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. Well, then that's pretty cheap because the, yeah. the cigar that the 200-yard the spool of the cigar uh, that I got is like nineteen ninety nine. Um okay. So I guess... Maybe the stuff I'm thinking about that I saw in the catalog is different than what you have. But cigars, well, cigar makes like about four different kinds. They they were the yeah. ones I think that came out with yeah, fluorocarbon they they first. Did. That's kind of why I trust them. Yeah, they were they the were. first ones that had it. Well, you know what, Danny? That the 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 elements that, or the product that goes in the cigar line, all the other companies who make it, they I if I'm not mistaken, I read this, Joe, that they buy all that stuff from cigar. To okay. make their own fluorocarbon. They buy the special ingredients yeah, that the they special put stuff. in the fluorocarbon yeah, vat exactly. and mix it up. Yeah. But however that works. <laughs> but I don't know. I'd give it a shot. If not, 
uh, you can pick up the other cigar, and it's it's it it just seemed to be the uh, perfect combination of being limp enough yet abrasion resistance enough. Oh, one thing tying knots with fluorocarbon, and hopefully Jake is still listening. You really have to. You really gotta snot your lineup a lot when you're cinching yeah. when you're cinching it. Because the fluorocarbon tends to be a little bit stiffer when you're tightening it down. I always spit on it, even with mono. Yeah. But really oh, yeah. make sure that you uh, get get it cinched down, get it nice and moisturized, and then just kind of cinch it now, and make sure that you know it's all tight. Now that's on an improved clinch knot, right? I just use a uni knot. Okay, I I, see, I use a Palomar for everything. That's what I use. Yeah, the yeah. Palomar. And if you do the Palomar right, you don't have to spit on it. If you do it I right. I still do either way. <laughs> yeah. I would. Yeah. You know, because sometimes when you do the Palomar, everything falls perfectly down, but every now I, and then it doesn't. I, You yeah. know, Tom, I'm not really sure if Palomar is recommended for fluorocarbon. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll, I, I'll find out this year. I, I don't think they do recommend certain knots for certain type of line, but I, they do recommend if you're tying line to line or braid to line or fluorocarbon, braid to fluorocarbon if you want that fluorocarbon leader. Uh, a uni knot. I'm trying to think. I think it's like a five five wrap on each uni knot. Uh, you know, uni to uni. Uh, but you, 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 with fluorocarbon, you just got to be careful to cinch it on down. And then I do try and retie uh, periodically. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Joe. Was that it? Uh, I actually just had a couple more questions. Oh, okay. Fire away. If, Shoot. Uh, if it's okay for a talking yeah. point. Um, I'm kind of a tackle addict, and you know, since the weather's finally starting to warm up a little bit, I'm I'm making more and more orders online. And if you guys maybe would like to spend a little time this morning talking about maybe the the five top baits for panfish, walleye, bass, um, just to give maybe your listeners and myself an idea of what maybe <laughs> I should be buying this year. Okay, that, that's that's really simple. Okay. And other, and then simple other, for other Tom. That, that's hard simple. for guys like me. No, that's simple. Yeah. And then, other than that, as far as the fishing report goes, there's so much slush, slush on the lakes that it's. Uh, it's. I know it's a nightmare just getting out there. You know, it's yeah. just. It's yeah. so up by you. But, you up by you. You got probably a lot more snow than we have still, right? Uh, it's come down quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here it's come down a lot. We did you have the rain yesterday? We like did, we did. Yes. Or was that the day before yesterday? I can't remember. Uh, we had I, I oh, had day worked before. last night until ten o'clock, and it was raining pretty good when I got off of work. Oh, are, okay. are you guys going to have any flooding problems at all up there? Or? Um, I don't think so. On on the lake, I live on Mars Lake in Monaco. Okay, and uh, we're up on a hill, so I don't think around us we'll have too much flooding. But I know it's a concern for a lot of other folks around here. For the lowland areas, yeah, you gotcha. Bet. All right, Joe. Well, thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Take care. Guys, I'll continue listening. Great job. All right. All right. Thank thanks. you. Bye now. And with that, we got to go to another break. But coming up next is the Hornschwaggle. Danny, you ready? That's right, Mr. Douglas. You... I'm going to fake you out so badly you won't know what happened. You got your questions ready? Yes, or your, I or do. your statements, I should say. Your statements. Win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market on Pilgrim and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. Be a contestant for the Hornschwaggle. You can do it. You can win this. This is this will be easy. Call 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. We'll be right back with more. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Happy St. Patty's Happy Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Hopefully you can get turbocharged with us this morning. And right now we have our Hornswoggle segment. And uh, we have a lucky contestant, Thomas. Yeah, Mitch is Mitch. on the line. How you doing, Mitch? Hey, good morning, Mitch. Morning. How well, you guys doing? Doing good. good. Doing good. All right. So you know how this works. If I'm pulling your leg, it's a horn swoggle. If I'm telling the truth, it's no horn swoggle. We were just uh, talking fishing line a little bit ago. And uh, let's talk monofilament line. Uh, typical mono might be advertised at 10-pound strand or trialing or whatever. But typical 10-pound mono actually has a breaking point of higher than that 10 pounds on the box. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I'll go with no hornswoggle. That's correct. Yes, that is correct. When I was a young lad and didn't have much of a life, still don't, as a matter of fact, I'd take uh, my fishing line and I'd try tie some of my weights from downstairs, and I would <laughs> then I'd get my D-liers, and I would actually try and check the breaking yeah. pop, you know, of the, of the line. Mm-hmm. Until it snapped and I had a weight land on my foot. So, a lot of fun. So, here we go. You're one for one. Uh, Indian corn. Indian corn is actually a decorative hybrid, which was actually first bred in Wisconsin by Chief Cornstock. That sounds like a horn <laughs> Yeah. Do you think, Joe? <laughs> you yeah, know, that sounds like one. You know where I got that, Chief even though you got this, we'll go to the next one. Chief Cornstock, I was listening to Coast to Coast last night, and there's some West Virginia Mothman and all this stuff they're talking about. And apparently it's some curse, cheat, some Chief Cornstock that kept talking about an actual chief named Chief Cornstock. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah, oh, Chief Cornstock yes. said the Mothman was a bad omen. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess if I saw a moth, man, I don't think I'd be too thrilled. No, me neither. Okay, so here you go. This, is, this one is courtesy of... Uh, of Al Shooks, um, he's he was big brother to a young lad named Tommy. I was uh, pheasant hunting with Tommy and Al a while ago, and Tommy uh, was going out with a gal, and he went out west to see the fam, and they were shooting uh, prairie dogs. And uh, anyway, uh, while he was out there, they they told him to be very careful because there is a special hybrid rattlesnake out there. It's a cross. Between the timber rattlesnake and the diamondback, it's called the prairie rattler, and it's twice as fast and has twice the venom. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? We'll go no hornswoggle. Oh, that was a hornswoggle. They, were, is, they uh, were trying to scare him about the vicious uh, prairie prairie <laughs> rattler. So, but anyway, you won. And yeah. Tom, tell him what they what what Mitch has won. It, Mitch, you won a ten dollar gift certificate to Carl's Country Market on Pilgrim and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. So uh, I know you're in Muskego, right? I am. That's not too far from me. No, it's not too far of a ride. You know, take a ride over there, check out all their stuff. So yeah, and exactly. And you yeah. like to fish, right? I assume. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Go to the gas station next door. It's owned by the same. Uh, same what's outfit. It? Is it Paul? Is yeah, that, Paul. Yeah, that's his name. And beautiful mounts of beautiful big fish in there. It's really cool. Yeah. Some monster walleyes. And then when you go in to get your $10 certificate redeemed, bring your checkbook because you'll smell all those nice smells and see all that nice meat. And, uh, yeah, you'll be buying lots. Yeah. All right. I'll Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. Okay. Bye now. Did you? Uh, yeah. Did you hear, like, in New York that the goofy mayor there is declaring, like, a meatless Monday now? Huh? Yeah, yeah. That what's uh, is it Bloomberg? What 
what's that Bloomin' guy's name? Bloom, I think Bloomberg. Is it Bloomberg? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, they're trying to go with a meatless Monday type thing. They've, they've taken salt and pepper off the tables. They've uh, taken off the 32 ounce drinks. Pulled out straw. Yeah, yeah that straw. drink type thing. What is going on? John, if John were alive today. <laughs> oh, he'd be pulling his out what Harry had would left. would blowing off because <laughs> he was always a libertarian and he always was against government intrusion in yeah. our lives. And now they're telling us we can't have meat. On Mondays. They're, what are they going to do? Like stop the sale of it or just hoping people do it on their own? They're I trying don't know. to stop meat, the oh. flatulence, you know, cows. <laughs> Farting and this and that. Yeah. Them, How about them. we film a YouTube video of a bunch of guys sitting around eating one-pound burgers and farting at the same time, <laughs> just to and using plastic straws at the same time, just to aggravate yeah. all those eco nuts. Yeah. You know, Danny, I gotta cut in here because this is just too weird not to mention. You just mentioned that Mothman in West Virginia. This time last year, I was visiting that Mothman. I got a picture right here. Oh, we were driving out to. Uh, well, Sa- look at that. We were on our way to Salem, Virginia. For the uh, Division Three men's basketball national title game. Oh, was... it's a statue. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's uh, not a real guy. No, it's... Uh, it's yeah, like... but it's based on the real Mothman, like Tom. It's like an urban legend kind of thing there. That It's, yeah. it's kind of a weird... Kind of like, like the Hodag in Rhinelander? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> There's way more credence to this, Tom, than the yeah. Hodag. Yeah, okay. Nobody alive yeah. ever says they saw a Hodag, but well. in West Virginia... They, they actually, the gal that was on actually wrote a book about it. There were guys that yeah. just died recently, but... The Mothman was flying alongside their car, yep. and one guy had the Mothman killed his German Shepherd, and it's no joke, buddy. You know, you what, can what sit he, there. He, you can sit there and scoff. It's all fun till did, the Mothman comes for he, you, my friend. Did he have, uh, like, uh, blades coming out of his knuckles like he uh, did, Wolverine? He did. They saw some tracks inside the barn, and they were like giant turkey tracks. Oh, okay. All right. Then again, you you heard that on coast to coast, so I'll take that hey, with a grain. Hey, I believe of, everything. I'll, I, I'll take that with a grain of salt. Hey, I met the guy, Tom. He was scary. Okay, you did not. Was meet there a Mothman. tour? I just showed you a picture. That was that a we, statue. That was this. How do you know? You because you just I asked you. That's maybe, a statue, and you said yeah. Well, maybe, that's a statue. Maybe he's chrome. Maybe he was in disguise. Yeah, oh God, yeah. I don't you know. Met, you you know, met the a... Mothman. <laughs> what you mean? He can transform? Perhaps he comes to life. Well, like you want to know what else they talked about? Another type thing that was happening in the area was the men in black were showing up too, and the men in black were showing up to tell people who'd seen Mothman to keep their mouth closed. They didn't, and they didn't they make their memory go UFOs. away. They saw some <laughs> UFOs as well. They saw what? UFOs. What's a oh, UFOs? Well, saw, Father Vito Sarducci called them UFOs years ago. <laughs> yeah, okay. he said they yeah. fly real low with bright lights and look like Corvette. Uh, well, anything in the sky that you don't know what it is is a UFO because it's unidentified. You don't know. Wow, so it doesn't have to be a flying saucer or a flying spaceship. Why are you always the smartest guy in the room, yeah, Tom? Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Must know. because you're I, a genius. I, uh, I have my doubts about Mothman and a lot of this stuff. So, See, I don't know. UFOs? You know, Steve Milliard almost got abducted by a UFO I know. on Walk Lake. That's strange story. Well, he might have been abducted. Yeah, and they then wonder put there's back. missing time. I yeah. mean, and that's a normal guy. That, you know, another weird one. I heard some guy was on a radio, <laughs> coast to coast, talking about how he saw a, a pterodactyl or pterodact, a pterodactyl. Ter- pterodactyl. Yeah, he was pterodactyl. by some creek with some big high t- limestone, oh, and God. a thing went by like 
five feet from him, yeah. and then he told his buddy, he was like 15, and his buddy said, you're nuts. Yeah, I think they all died off like 65 million years ago. What if there's one hiding in the cliff somewhere, Tom? I doubt it. <laughs> it was just a big bird. <laughs> Have you ever seen anything weird out there? Oh, yeah, I've seen a out lot of weird stuff. in the woods stuff. or waters. I've never seen anything that looked paranormal. or. I'd like to see. I would like to see a Bigfoot. How do I, you, I, if can you, you put get out a, like a bait pile of apples? What hey, do Bigfoot like to eat? If you maybe I could hey, lure one in. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Some of the other names for Bigfoot are Sasquatch and Abominable Snowman and the big one from Bumbles. The, no, that from, was from Rudolph the Red yeah. Deer Reindeer. Bumbles bounce from the Himalayas. They call them a the, Yeti. Yeti. Yetis. Yeah. 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 The the Abominable the the Sasquatch. He's got a lot of names. I bet you that's one ugly uh, female, that female Sasquatch. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's why there's so few of them. <laughs> the, the male Sasquatch has to get really drunk first. <laughs> oh God! Oh, we better get she back doesn't to look fi- better in the morning. We better get back to fishing and hunting, but. Folks, at 7.05, we got a special guest. Judge Brian Hagedorn will be on the air. Hopefully he calls. And uh, we'll be ta- we're not going to take any questions from the audience, uh, but uh, we've got a few questions of our own for him. So uh, anyway, so you want to stay tuned for that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.